To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. COVID inquiry expands as of today. Opportunity for feedback opens. Members of the public also being encouraged to share their stories to inform the final report. The chair of the Royal Commission's inquiry, of course, is Tony Blakely, who is back with us. Tony, very good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Mike and listeners. You're having fun? (laughs) Fun's not the right word. Uh, We're busy. Uh, We have so far engaged with about 1,000-odd people in 300 different engagements. We've got 95,000 pages of evidence. And now, today, we are um, kicking off our engagement with the citizens of Aotearoa. So we've got a website there, and we're asking people two questions. Uh, Looking back, what were your experiences in the pandemic that you want to share with this Royal Commission? And then the second question is, now looking forward, what are the lessons that you'd like to leave for your kids, for your grandkids, for when we have the next pandemic? Because, spoiler alert, there will be others. This is not to be confused with what the new government want to do, which is expanding the mandate, correct? Yes, so there's two things happening in parallel, those two questions I spoke about. And then there's a third question as well, where citizens have the opportunity to comment on how they would like to tweak or extend our terms of reference, a process led by the current government. So they can feed in there, um, and we'll see where that gets to. Do you have any thoughts on the terms of reference and whether they should be tweaked or expanded, or are you just a, um, you know, I've been employed and I'm doing the job I'm told to do? (laughs) Yes, I'm a servant to the... uh, uh, Aotearoa public, and I, I do as a terms of reference to some extent. Um, already our terms of reference are pretty broad. They cover most things. There's some things that are out of bounds, for example, uh, not commenting on the fact that the health reforms were done in the middle of a pandemic, not commenting on the closure of parliament, and not commenting on individual clinical decisions. However, it could be quite useful to have some refinement and clarification of our current terms of reference. So as one example, at the moment we're not to speak about vaccine efficacy, but you actually do need to consider how effective the vaccines are to then know whether doing vaccine mandates is a good idea. So there are some things in there that I'd like some clarification about, but hey, this is up to the citizens of Aotearoa to state the specific things they might want us to look at more closely. Because you must know that the moment you open this to the public, as you have, the word vaccine efficacy is going to be used several hundred thousand, if not million times. They're going to come at you, aren't they? Well, vaccine efficacy is a very wide area. Um, What I, you know, this is just my view as one citizen, um, is that it wouldn't be a good use of our time to go and review the international literature and work out exactly what the vaccine effectiveness was of the Moderna vaccine on the 12th of July uh, 2022. That's not worth our, our effort. But actually just understanding how it plays out in general terms so that you can then make more sense and better recommendations of when you do vaccine mandates and when you uh, make decisions about who should be vaccinated and how frequently would be useful. Uh, There are other issues about vaccines, for example, vaccine harms and things like that, which I think personally, as uh, just one expert here, are probably beyond what a Royal Commission should do that can be done by others. But let's see what comes in on the uh, But See, see, what you've just done, Tony, there is line yourself up against many, rightly or wrongly, many thousands of New Zealanders who have seen the whole COVID experience as a scam, a vaccine scam. This is what they want to say. This is the opportunity to say it. And you're already saying, oh, no, we're not really that interested in any of that. 
Well, no, I was just speaking as, as one uh, expert there, but it's actually up to the New Zealand public to come in with what their views are. We live in a democracy, so what's going to happen is we'll be collecting all those views on our terms of reference on behalf of the New Zealand government. We then forward that data on to the Department of Internal Affairs. They analyse it, give it to Minister Van Velden uh, April, May. She then sits down with the rest of the government and cabinet and decide how they want to tweak our terms of reference. It's their call. So, um, yeah. I'm not sure uh, that we would ever get the same answers, but uh, did you follow Nicola Sturgeon last week, for example, in Scotland? I've only heard periphery about it. I don't that, know that, the details. That, that, that adversarial type of approach, in other words, get some people in a seat uh, who were you know, making the decisions at the time and ask them some serious questions, like a court case, and what you found there in Scotland was, uh, I thought, astonishing. Why aren't we doing the same thing here? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so we just pull right back here to the New Zealand Inquiries Act. It has two ways of doing an inquiry, adversarial or non-adversarial. We have been charged with doing it in a non-adversarial way, so we speak to a lot of people uh, and ask them to be free and frank and protect their confidentiality. The British and the Scottish are doing it in an adversarial way where you have the lawyers in the room and it's cross-examination all the rest of it. Both have their strengths and weaknesses. Um, at the moment, though, our inquiry is doing it in a non-adversarial way, and we think it's working pretty well. We're getting some really good information coming through, and we feel it's really helping us develop the lessons. If you go down the adversarial route, it takes a lot longer, it costs a lot more. Last time I looked, I think the UK inquiry was up to £124 million and still growing. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, go well. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. I appreciate your time very much. Tony Blackley, who's the, um, the chair of the Royal Commission of Inquiry into COVID. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.